Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Alexander Peterson. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer in Zurich, and I will start by giving you an overview of what has happened in the markets. The big news this morning is the pound plunging almost 5% to a record low after the UK government vowed to press on with more tax cuts. The bulk of the currency slide on Monday took place in a frantic 20-minute sell-off. The pound versus the US dollar trades between 105 and 106 after falling as low as 103. The decline followed the release on Friday of the government's growth plan. Other big news include Italy's new Prime Minister, Giorgia Meloni, who won a clear majority in Sunday's Italian election, setting herself up to become the country's first female Prime Minister at the head of the most right-wing government since World War II. On Friday, markets exhibited a level of volatility, with the S&P 500 index declining by 1.7%. All sectors fell on the day. Relative outperformers were healthcare, utility, and real estate. The Nasdaq 100 was also down by 1.7%. Shares are down this morning in Japan, Australia, and South Korea, while an index of global stocks traded near the lowest since 2020. Given these developments, it does not come much as a surprise that European equity markets are expected to open this Monday morning sharply lower. The two-year Treasury yield is extending its Friday rise to nearly 4.3% this morning as investors are positioning themselves for further rake sites in the US. The 10-year yield is reflecting market worries of a recession, trading just above 3.6%. Briefly turning to commodities. West Texas intermediate crude slipped 0.5%, trading around $78 a barrel. Oil and gas stocks were particularly hit hard on Friday, while oil fell below the $80 market. Gold is trading at around $1,640 an ounce. In currencies, the euro is trading around the lowest in 20 years, trading at $0.96 to the dollar, so firmly below parity. Commodity-linked currencies as well as the yuan and the offshore yuan were under pressure. The latter came even as China's central bank set the yuan weaker than 7 per dollar for the first time since 2020. On the other hand, the Bloomberg dollar spot index rose by 0.8%, and in the digital asset world, Bitcoin is trading just over $18,800 this Monday morning. With that said, what can we expect for the week ahead? The US will release consumer confidence data on Tuesday, Q2 GDP final readings on Thursday, and on Friday, the core PCE will be released, the U.S. Federal Reserve's preferred inflation indicator. Looking at the Eurozone, they will release their inflation data also on Friday. Other central banks that are due this week are Hungary, Thailand, Mexico, and India. That's it for me. I'll now hand over to Mensur Pochinsi, our head of technical analysis. Good morning, this is Menzo Pochinzi speaking from the technical analysis team. Uh, we would like to uh, take a closer look at markets. So when we look at equity markets, we see that last week, European equity markets broke below their June lows. So this is true for the DAX and the stock 600. The only one which n- did not break through was uh, uh, stocks in the UK. Uh, nevertheless, here, of course, we have a collapse in currency. So all eyes will be this week on the lows of June in the S&P 500. So when we look at the S&P 500, we can see that it is quite oversold. We noted here last Friday that more than a third of all stocks 
here or in uh, trading at 52 week lows so we are approaching here these lows of june and uh, for the time being we have here no sign of a reversal so it will be important to see if these lows around 3638 3630 uh, manage uh, to hold uh, it will be an important test here of these lows uh, for the time being we have here no signs of a reversal uh, then quickly coming over to the fixed income market here the u.s treasury yield has broken key resistance at uh, 350 the next levels to watch on the 10-year yield here are at 413 and 420. interestingly to note we have here the opposite picture in the commodity market so crude oil continues to decline and declines here below major long-term support at 85 and 87 so this indicates to us further downside potential in crude oil uh, finishing off with the currency market when we look here at currencies basically we have the impression it looks like competitive devaluation so in the g10 space we have three currencies which are down more than 20 percent on a total return basis so these are the swedish krona the japanese yen and the british pound looking at the long-term charts basically similar to the euro we see that these long-term support levels basically are not uh, holding and we still see that the US dollar is going higher with the last push higher of course the US dollar bull market extends and so we would here not be looking for any reversals of the US dollar of course all these currencies are extremely oversold and could uh, see a minor consolidation nevertheless the message from the market basically is that in these currencies especially the euro uh, there is basically nothing to buy for international investors so international investors don't like the currency because the equity markets as well and the fixed income market as well don't offer any appealing investment opportunities so that's why more likely than not uh, we should not be looking for any quick reversals from bear to bull market in these weak currencies that's all from our side back to you thank you very much Mansur. Next up, we have Tim Gaggi, our head and FX PM Solutions Geneva, with a currencies and metals update. Over to you, Tim. Thank you and good morning, although I'm not sure it really is a particularly good morning at the moment. Unless, of course, you are still long dollars and have resisted all temptations so far to exit, particularly if this is the case and your reference currency is sterling. On Friday, new UK Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng's uh, mini-budget went down like a lead balloon market-wise, and it seems that this morning traders in Asia have taken the opportunity to say what they think. Clearly not much. Uh, as we heard, some highlights so far were cable to 103.50, although we are back up to 106.50 now. Sterling switched down to below 102, bearing in mind it was 240, uh, about six months after I moved here 16, 17 years ago. And Euro sterling up as high as 92.50, although back off again somewhat. These are massive differences from what was an already stretched level on Friday. Be interesting to see what the Bank of England do next. So far, all we have had is no comment. It becomes a question of stability and, of course, the danger that if the Bank of England were to intervene, then they create a target and actually make matters worse. We have seen that before. You might say, how can they be worse? But if the last three years have told us anything, it is that they can always be worse. Outside of the UK, the story is not all that different, just perhaps less extreme. In Italy, we see that uh, Giorgio Maloney's Brothers of Italy party appear to have won the Italian elections, putting her in line to be prime minister. Results are incomplete, but a 5% advance over the Democratic Party with five star in third place doesn't look to me like a hugely positive sign for the euro or the European Union. Uh, and I would expect the single currency to remain under pressure for the time being, but that's not really anything new. 
No currency was really immune to this dollar's strength, as we heard, outside of the ruble, which basically appears to be almost pegged to the dollar, and if anything, slightly outperforming it. Liquidity there is not amazing, but it does exist. Trades are going through. It's really quite mysterious. On the other side, the renminbi is flying up to new lows every day against the dollar. But here, I fear I am in danger of simply listing out all the currencies that are weak. And since you all have eyes, that is possibly a waste of time. I'm trying to cover the fact I'm not entirely sure what is going on. What to do is very hard to say. Of course, it is easy to throw our hands in the air and say, why, oh, why did we not buy dollars before? Why do I still have my hedges on? Why is the client not completely out of this exposure? But this is in the past. We must always try to look forwards, difficult as that is. From here, the dollar can, of course, as we heard, continue to strengthen another 5%, 10%, who knows. But I'm, I'm still not sure at this point it really makes sense to try and capture this. These moves are so difficult to, to, to get into. And volatility is moving higher and higher. So obviously, on the plus side, if you have dollars, spare in cash, then levels for derivatives such as reverse convertibles really are superb. But then last week's superb levels now look like a week old pumpkin left out in the rain. So tread very carefully, keep it small. Good luck. Thanks for listening and uh, have a good week ahead. Thank you very much, Tim. And with that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.